0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, you don't want to just watch us, listen to us say that. You want to say it out loud for yourself. I mean, even if you're sitting by yourself in your living room or bedroom, or whatever, say it right out loud because you'll find that a part of faith is speaking. And if you don't believe it enough to say it confidently, do you believe it? And the Lord works with what we say. He is the apostle and high priest of our confession. You know, uh, that's how you get born again. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Amen. Jesus as Lord. Well, you, that's not the end of that process. That's the beginning. The just not only get born again by faith, but we walk by faith, we live by faith. So every day you want to release words. You want to speak them right out loud. Not words based on what you're seeing and feeling and experiencing, but words based on what you believe, words based on what the Lord has told you about your situation. Words like, the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. So when you feel weak, that's the time to say, I am strong. Go ahead, sit out loud. I, I, am, strong I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I call my body strong. I call my mind strong. I call my emotions strong. My spirit's strong. Spirit strong. I am strong. I am strong. In, the Lord in the Lord. And in the power of His mind. Regardless of how you feel. See, the, the less you feel, the less strong you feel, the more faith it is when you say it. Because you're not going by what you see and feel. And if you just pine away and give in and give up and go, well, I'm... I can't say that because that's not how I feel and that's what I say. Then you're arguing with what the Lord said about you, refusing to agree with Him. That's one of the definitions of confession. The word confession, if you look it up from the scripture, it means to say the same thing. The same as what? Whatever He says. If He says you're righteous... Because of what Jesus has done, no matter how unworthy you feel, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do? Agree with him. Is that right? Agree with him. Even if your body's racked with disease. The scripture said, by his stripes, you were healed. Should you agree with him? Even if it looks like you're not going to make it and you feel like you can't and everything about you just wants to scream, I can't. Is that what he said? No, he said, you know, for you to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. When you don't feel that way, it takes faith to say it, to do it, to say, I don't care what I see. I don't care what I feel. This is what he said. This is how it is. This is how it's going to be. And so you declare it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You declare it by faith even calling those things that be not as though they were. Let's do it some more. Say it out loud. I am, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I call my body strong. I call my, body strong. I call my mind strong. I call my bills paid and my needs met. My needs met. I am Victorious, Victorious. an overcomer overcomer. in Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Saying that gives God access to you. It it, it cooperates with His Word and His Spirit. Refusing to say it gives Him nothing to work with. And opening your mouth and saying, I can't make it, there's no way, it's not going to work out, it'll never happen It's impossible. Gives the enemy something to work with against you. Gives him access to steal, kill, and destroy. You don't want to give the enemy access. The Bible said, neither give place to the devil. Don't give him any place, but resist him. It takes strength. There will be times where all you feel like is just laying and crying and feeling sorry for yourself. But that's how you go down and stay down. No, the Bible said fight. The good fight of faith. How do you do that? Casting down imaginations. Things that are arguing and, and contradicting what God has said. And grabbing every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. And casting it down, throwing it down and affirming God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Affirming. I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the healed of the Lord. I am the delivered and set free of the Lord. Amen. amen. I am. I am. I am. Joined to the great I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Father, all of us do affirm our faith in you today. And we do confess that you are in us. You are with us. You are for us. And if you're for us, what, who can be successfully against us? Nothing. That's what. We ask you for utterance today and for anointing and direction and help as only you can give. And we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look, please, in Hebrews 3 again to our text that we've been on a series we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. He said, Hebrews 3, 7, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Harden not your hearts like they did. He said, verse 10, I was grieved with that generation. I said, they do always err in their heart. They've not known my ways. Verse 12, he said, take heed, brethren. So that's talking to us, New Testament believers. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. While it said today, verse 15, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Say it out loud. Harden not your hearts. hearts. Don't do it. (laughs) Are you talking to yourself? Right? Don't do it. Why? Because it can cost you. It can cost you dearly. Did it cost them? Oh, it's sad when you look back in. It cost them the plan of God for their life. It cost them the rich blessings God had intended for them to enjoy. Just because it's God's will does not mean it'll happen in your life or that you'll enjoy it. Now, if you say, well, I don't agree with that. Based on what? We're reading scriptures here. It was the will of God. I mean, other scriptures said it was ordained from before the foundation of the world that they should go in. Did they go in? This first generation? No, they did not. Yeah, but was not it the will of God? It was, but it didn't happen. It's not God's will that any should perish. None. Does that mean everybody's going to be saved? No, that'd be contradicting numerous other scriptures. Jesus said there are few that would be saved compared to the the whole number. Few. Many are going down this broad path to destruction. And there's a straight and narrow way and relatively few that find that. Why? Because God's will that people be destroyed and separated from him? No, never. Never. It's not all up to him. It's up to us whether we believe Him or not. It's up to us whether we receive Him, whether we obey Him. Smart people do. Do I have any smart people in the class? I'm looking around. Huh? <laughs> huh? Any smart What does that mean? I choose to believe. I'm not going to harden my heart. I'm not going to have that evil, stubborn, unwilling, unpersuadable heart. Not going to have that. I'm a believer. Go back with me, if you would, to Numbers 16 again, in this eleventh event of these things he's talking about. And it is the, uh, we call it Korah's rebellion, another evidence of unbelief. Faith is uh, respectful. Faith is thankful. Faith is obedient. Well, unbelief's the opposite of that. Unbelief is disrespectful. Unthankful. Disobedient. You can see why it's called evil. So Korah, Dathan, Abiram, On, they took men and rose up before Moses with another 250, this is number sixteen two. 250 princes among the congregation, famous people, heads of of groups and families, and in a concerted rebellion to overthrow Moses and Aaron and replace God's choice. Is this evil? Is this devilish? This is exactly what the devil has done all the way back, you know, Pulling a third of angels with him. He convinced Adam and Eve to not listen to God and disobey God. And even to this very day, most of the planet of human beings is in blatant rebellion against God. Think about all the people worshiping false gods. How much more rebellious can you get than that? Somebody says, well, they don't know any better. Is that God's fault? Huh? Going back to their parents or parents' parents or a hundred generations ago where somebody rejected God and created their own gods and then passed it down to subsequent generations. Is that God's fault? No. no. And you can be assured every young one that comes along in the middle of that, there's a moment in their heart and mind looking up in the night sky or the creation of God or their own life and existence where they realize there's something beyond all this idle junk. Hmm? And the Lord's ministering to them, I'm real. I'm the father of spirits. I'm the creator of heaven and earth. And if they'll believe that and dare to take a step, he'll lead them to more light. And if they keep following that, He will lead you to full salvation in His Son, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't care where you are, how much darkness you and your family has been in for generations. Everyone will have this opportunity. But when you come to the realization that you're going to have to get rid of generations of idolatry and unbelief or exalting your own intellect or your faith is in technology or your faith is in knowledge or whatever the case might be, in order to put God on the throne, you got to get that off the throne. And that's going to cost you in the midst of your people. if, If other people don't do it, you can wind up being an outcast. You can wind up being separate. It can cost you. But the greatest thing you ever did for your family... Was follow God all the way, because there is a God, one true God. There is a heaven. There is a hell. This life, death is not the end. It is not the end. You know. Sometimes people talk about you know. Well, I'm just going to kill myself and just get out of it. You don't even know what happens next. You're assuming a bunch of junk. Well, it's over. It's over. Is it over? Not if you go to hell. That ain't over. You'd be wishing you were still here. Mm -mm. And if God is God and he is the creator, your body's not your own. You need to ask him about it. And uh, don't believe lies. The enemy always makes things out to be so much worse than they even are. And especially convincing you of hopelessness. I'm telling you, things can be good in your life. I'm telling you. It's true. God can turn things around so quick until in a short amount of time you can be looking back and all that junk you were buried in seems like a bad dream that happened to somebody else. God can do it. I said he can do it. If, if, if you won't harden your heart if you listen and be responsive. And I believe that's happening today. Um, Somebody needs to pray it right now, so just go ahead and say, Father God, Father God I, acknowledge you I acknowledge you as God, as, God. As, creator. as Creator. I acknowledge your Son, Jesus. I, son Jesus. I confess Him, I confess him as, Lord as Lord of my life, and I say, Lord, I say, Lord help me. Help me. Bring, me Bring me out of darkness. Bring me out of my problems. Bring me, out of my Bring me into something good. Bring me I ask for it ask in, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Right. Praise God. You watch and see. You watch and see. Things are already changing. Amen. In number 16, Korah, Dathan, Abiram, they took these 250 princes with them and they rebelled against, they gathered themselves together against, against Moses and Aaron. And they said, And I'll read this to you from these other translations. They said, you have gone too far. You you take too much on you. Now what they're saying is, you have taken place that you shouldn't have. You have gone too far. You've put yourself in charge around here. And who put you in charge? They said, the whole community is holy. We're all holy. God's, the Lord is with us, then why do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? Now, a lot of people talking like this today. But this is devil talk. This is really ugly stuff. This comes straight from the enemy. Rejecting God's choice is rejecting God. And the intent is to replace him. No, you remember what happened not long before Uh, on the mountain, Mount Horeb. uh, Moses was there in the mountain in the glory getting the commandments and the laws and the statutes for 40 days and nights. And they decided, the people down at the foot of the mountain decided, well, he ain't coming back. We don't know what's happened to him. And we need new gods. New leadership. That's the solution. Huh? And so Aaron was caught up in it. And he said, well, bring me your gold. And any other time, trying to get people to give you money would have been a tough deal. (laughs) But oh no, if it's to rebel against God, the money flowed. Can you see this? Why? Because the devil's in it. And man, they brought all their jewelry and all their stuff, and he melted it down and formed these calves, golden calves, set them up on a pedestal, and told the people, These are your gods that brought you out of uh, Egypt. You say, What? Huh? How do you stretch to believe such ridiculousness? Huh? Rebellion makes you spiritually blind and spiritually deaf. We saw that in previous classes. Verses say that. That's where the the scripture comes. It's quoted in the New Testament. You'll find it several places where it says, having eyes, they see not. Having ears, they hear not. And a heart, but they don't understand. The rest of that verse is because they are a rebellious house. Rebellion, when you decide to rebel, the lights go out. I mean, you, you're looking, but you're not seeing anymore. I'm talking about rebelling against God. You're hearing, but it's just, you're not getting it. You're, you're, your mind is processing it, but you're not understanding it. Because the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. Is that right? The beginning of of understanding, which is knowledge of the holy. And the beginning of wisdom is the reverence and respect and fear of the Lord. And when you disrespect God, the lights go out. I mean, you are not going to get any understanding defying God. You're gonna, it's going to go from darkness to darkness. But the moment... You humble yourself and quit hardening yourself. And the moment you look up and go, God, you know everything. You're smart. You already know the answer. You're not the one who's made mistakes. That's me. Help me. You're already getting back on the path. Can you see this? Light will begin to come to you. And in his light, we see light. And as you walk in the light, the path gets brighter And brighter, hallelujah, until things that you were so confused about, they become clear and the answer that evaded you begins to be obvious and you know what to do. Oh, it's wonderful to have light in the midst of this dark, deceived, confused, blind world. It's amazing to say, I see the answer. I've got it. I know it. Hallelujah. And it's not because you were so brilliant, genius, and figured it out. It's because you came to your senses and realized, I need help. (laughs) And you acknowledged God. You acknowledged your creator, the one who makes your heart beat and gives your, your, your breath. You acknowledged him. And the moment you do, you show him some respect. You start coming out. I, I mean immediately, you start coming up, you start coming out the moment you show him some respect. Said out loud, I choose, I choose to, respect God, to respect my God, to give honor to him, to honor to him and to his words, to his, word, to, his spirit, to his spirit, his things, his, things, his people. His people. Lord, teach me Lord, teach me the fear of God. The, fear of God. the honor of God, honor of God. I, want to honor you I want to honor you and give you all the respect, give you all the respect that, you deserve. that you deserve hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Mm. that path is the bright path that shines brighter and brighter until the full noonday sun uh, they're challenging him, though, in their rebellion, and they're saying, why do you think you're so much better than everyone else, the CEV says? We're part of the Lord's holy people. He's with all of us. What makes you think you're the ones in charge? Hmm. Go to the book of Acts. Hold your place there and go to the book of Acts and the seventh chapter. You remember in Acts 7, this is Stephen Actually, right before they they stoned him, the Holy Spirit came on him, and he he summed up the Bible. <laughs> yeah, the only way you can do that's by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Have you ever read this? Acts seven. I mean, it's it's a substantial chapter. It's it's quite a few verses, and um, he sums up God's dealings with Abraham and the seed of Abraham and the covenants, and just so perfectly. You can tell this is not just him speaking. He's not just reciting stuff he's learned. He's speaking by inspiration, and we're so blessed to have every word of it here written down for us. Read it again. Take time uh, after the class. And- And read it again carefully. But just just noticing a couple of high points. He says in verse 9, the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. He said that's why they sold him. Now we read what a couple of classes ago from Psalm 106 that the reason Korah and Dathan and Abiram are doing this is because they envy uh, Moses and Aaron. That's really the motivation. They envy them. Did you know that the Bible said Pilate perceived that the leaders of the Jews had delivered Jesus to him because of envy? Envy. Envy. Did you know Cain killed Abel? Because of envy, first John says the reason he did it is because his brother's works were righteous, and his were evil what's envy what 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 is it even? I tell you what it's evil. Envy is a murderer it's a liar, it's a thief. it comes from the evil one himself envy is when you see somebody else has something or is doing something or part of something, is something that you want, and because they have it and you don't, you can't stand it. Now, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13, love doesn't envy. Love envies not. The only way you could be so mad at them for having it, what you want, you can't care about them. Right? You only care about yourself. If you cared about them, you don't want them to lose it. Right? If you cared about them at all, you'd be happy for them if they're enjoying something that you like. And if you had any faith, you'd know God didn't run out of blessings. Is that right? When they got theirs. (laughs) But see, uh, loveless faithless, envies evil stuff. Can you see that? And so they delivered him because of that. And if you read on down in the chapter, you'll see that he said, our our fathers, verse 39, uh, verse 35 rather, to Moses, they said they refused him. They said, who made you a ruler and a judge? The same God did send to be a ruler and, and delivered by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in a bush. Verse 39, Our fathers would not obey, but thrust him from them, and in their hearts turned back again to Egypt and said to Aaron, Make us gods to go before us. For as for this Moses that brought us out of the land of Egypt, we, we don't know what's become of him. People have repeatedly rejected God's choice. Even when God sent his son He sent prophets, they rejected them. He sent his own son and he came into his own and what? His own refused him. They rejected him. There's millions still doing the same thing today. They know we don't want him. They reject God's choice. Somebody say, not me. Not 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 me. me. Say out loud. I receive God's choice. I respect God's choice. I honor God's choice. Now and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, our time's up again today, but as you can see, we've just barely gotten to the text. Come back tomorrow. Let's get some more of this. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School, free of charge, at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.